everybody, and welcome to the Beauty Biz Show. Today, I am really excited to introduce you to a coaching client of mine. Her name is Elizabeth Jennings. She is located in South Carolina. She specializes really in eyelash extensions, and she is just rocking it in the beauty biz world in such a genuine and authentic way. And she's going to share some of her success tips with us. It was great having a conversation with her. We talked about the trends happening in the eyelash extension world and some of the challenges she's had to overcome on her road to success, on her journey to success. And I find her to be just an amazing source of inspiration to all of us in the beauty biz world. So stay tuned, join us for an amazing esthetician inspiration success story. And know that if your curiosity gets the best of you at the end of the podcast, you can certainly visit Elizabeth's website at www.elizabethjennings.com, www.elizabethjennings.com, where you can find out more about her and her awesome business. Hello, and welcome to the Beauty Biz Show. I'm your host, Lori Crete. I am a licensed esthetician, spa owner, and beauty biz industry coach, consultant, and educator. I'm so excited to share my love of all things beauty industry related with you. So I invite you to join me each week as I feature compelling interviews with industry educators and leaders and inspirational success stories from my fellow beauty biz practitioners. Stay tuned for some powerful beauty biz inspiration. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Beauty Biz Show. I'm your host, Lori Crete, and I'm really excited to share an esthetician success story with you today. So I want to welcome our guest, Elizabeth Jennings. How are you, Elizabeth? I'm doing great, Lori. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Are you recovered? I know you uh, got on a plane and traveled to Phoenix, Arizona to spend some time with me at the live event. Yes. You know, it's funny because I feel like I'm finally coming down a little bit and getting back to my regular routine. So yeah, <laughs> I think we're all on the same page. I took a three and a half hour nap yesterday and it's, <laughs> I finally <laughs> feel normal again. <laughs> so you, where are you located? You're in South Carolina. Yes, I am in Somerville, South Carolina, and I'm from Charleston, which is just 30 minutes outside of um, the city. So I'm um, in South Carolina, born and raised. Now, you are a licensed esthetician. Are you a licensed massage therapist as well? I am. I'm licensed in massage. I don't practice it anymore, but I do keep my license up. And um, I was licensed in massage therapy before I was in aesthetics. I want to go back and ask you, what led you to the beauty biz world? What were you doing before you got licensed as a massage therapist and as an esthetician? Oh, wow. I was a legal assistant for 12 years. And... It was a very stressful environment, and um, I'm thankful that I had the opportunity to do it because I actually went into that straight out of high school, but I knew it wasn't what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So just um, in researching, I knew I wanted to do basically the exact opposite of the legal field. So um, I went into massage therapy on the medical side. And I did that. And from the medical offices, I transitioned into working in spas. And I just loved seeing the women when they came in for their 
treatments, whether they were facials or on the salon side, getting manicures and pedicures or getting their hair done. And I said, I want to be a part of that. I, um, you know, I'd love to do a massage therapy, but I just wanted to do some of that before and after where they really see the difference and not just feel it. I want to ask you a question because I made a career change in my thirties and it was scary. Like one day you're a legal assistant. You didn't just wake up and say, I'm going to go into the beauty biz world. Like what was that pivotal moment that made you decide, okay, it's time to make a change and follow my, my passion. Well, massage therapy for me was very hard on my body and I didn't think that it was something that I could continue in, um, for many years until retirement. And so I knew, you know, being in the salon and spa atmosphere that I wanted to transition into just the beauty side of it, aesthetics, but it was really scary. I actually started, um, as, um, an eyelash extension specialist because I got my training as, um, a licensed massage therapy. I was able to do the training on the medical side of it. And it was very scary. I honestly remember being in the class and saying, what am I doing here? I can't do this. (laughs) I want to go back further though. Like when you were a legal assistant, like what made you decide to walk away from what I'm sure was a steady paycheck and health insurance and Mm -hmm. transition into massage therapy? Oh, wow. I remember, I remember it like it was yesterday and I was in um, a law firm working, sitting at my cubicle, and one of the lead paralegals of the department that I was working in, she was walking, and she really just looked drained and sort of (laughs) zombie-like. I just remember looking at her, and I said, I can't be that person in 30 years because she was actually working at that law firm for many years. I want to say at that time she was working there for about 15 years. So she was just passing your cubicle and you saw that you recognize that in her, that she looks zombie-ish. Exactly. And I said, I can't do that. I can't do it for myself. So what is the next step? Like, did you just say, okay, I'm giving my two week notice. Did you start researching another career? That's when I started researching what else I could do, Um, and that's when I learned about massage therapy on the medical side, because I actually said, what can I do that is the exact opposite of the legal field and being medical? (laughs) Tell me what that means, because I'm a massage therapist as well. I don't do it either, but I've never heard you did the medical side of it. Is there a special training? Like, What does that mean, the medical side of it? Well, the, um, the school that I went to here locally in Charleston, I got training more so for neuromuscular massage therapy and not so much the sweetest massage. And I mean, we did touch on that, but I really did the training because I wanted to primarily work in doctor's offices because as you said, you know, working in the legal field, you get used to the regular steady paycheck and the benefits. And I just felt that even though I would be transitioning into something else, I could still have a level of comfort, so to speak, in working in, you know, a medical office. So that's, um, you know, that's what I did when I got my education in it. So then you transition into doing eyelash extensions and then you get your aesthetics license. And where'd you go to work as an esthetician, like your first job as an esthetician? Wow. Um, Honestly, as an esthetician, I've always been independent. 
I, um, when I worked in a salon and spa, I rented space as a massage therapist and as an eyelash extension stylist. And um, in 2010, my husband got orders to go overseas. And the rent that I was paying at that place was really high. It was a really um, high rate because I was pretty busy and they charged me by the hour. I don't know why they did it that way, but um, <laughs> that's what I did. And so he said, well, you know, we have the office in the house that you could use. Why don't you just work out of the house? And that way, you know, while I'm away, you know, you could save a little money. And our son was, you know, still in school. So that's what I did. And when I continued my education in aesthetics, I was working out of my home office. So I just continued to be independent as um, an esthetician. I never worked per se, you know, for anyone. I want to ask you this, because I've never heard it before. They were charging you per hour. Was it, do you think they based that on the fact you were busy? Actually, they, the way they worked it out was that all of the massage therapists would pay by the hour for renting the room out because in the salon and spa, the massage therapists weren't extremely busy. But the hairstylists and the nail technicians, they had a set rate that they paid for their space each week. But because I was really busy with doing the eyelash extensions, I just ended up paying much more than a regular massage therapist would ever pay. So there were times when I paid $800 for a week because the rent was... (laughs) Yeah, the rent was $25 an hour. So yeah, it was a lot. Now, I know... A lot of people uh, work out of their home and I've tried that, but it didn't really work for me. I didn't like have people coming into my home. How do you feel working from your house? Um, I was only, when I was working in the house, I actually was only doing the eyelash extension services. I didn't do any massage in my home. And so all of my clients were females and I had gotten to, you know, know a lot of them. And even though I was still advertising a, just a little bit um, online via my website, it was okay because the way our house is set up, you come through the front door, the, the foyer, and then my office is right there. And there's a restroom right next to the office. So they didn't have to, you know, go in through any other areas of my home. And I just, I just, I guess I just was okay with it, but I knew I wasn't going to stay there. So it was temporary. How long did you do that for? Um, I went into a salon to rent a room in April of 2011. Okay. So just a few months. Yes. And now let's fast forward a little bit. You have multiple locations. Yes, I do. It's, um, it's crazy how it's just kind of happened, but I do. I have three locations. My main location, which is where I work myself, and I have you know staff that work with me, is in Somerville, South Carolina. And then I have my second location is in downtown Charleston, South Carolina. And my third location is in Columbia, South Carolina, which is the capital of the state. So I want to ask you, your husband is overseas as we speak. So how many of these locations have you opened on your own? Like not having any support at home really, because he's, he's far, far away. Right. Um, all of them, he hasn't been here for any of it. (laughs) He has been able to come home for, you know, two weeks in between, um, you know, a six month transition or, um, 
you know, tour, but I've done it all and he hasn't been here. And to be honest with you, because we don't really get to talk all the time, I just had to know that I had his trust in doing this and that I was doing, you know, what would be best for my business. And he just, you know, understood it all when I basically told him, um, yeah, I'm opening up a second location. (laughs) And you have how many children? I know you said your son was still young in 2010. Right. We only have one. Um, he actually turned 21 on this past Friday. Oh goodness. So you started young because you look 21 years old yourself. Oh, well, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. My husband and I, we actually met in high school, so we were really, really young. And of course it wasn't planned, but we, you know, only had him and we continued our education. We worked really hard. Um, he is in the military, but he's actually an active reserve member. So he's not an active duty member where we, you know, have to move to another, you know, state every four or six months because he has active duty reserves, but because he is active duty reserves, whenever he gets called out, he has to go. I mean, I can't imagine what you're doing. You have to be like a strong, powerful woman, but on the other hand, you can really focus on your business and know that you got a lot of power within to make things happen. Absolutely. Um, he is such a huge supporter of me and he knows that, you know, where I came from and where I am now is all because of the strength and the faith that I have within me. So I was able to do it without having to, you know, check in with him and wait and see what he said before I made the next move. So, yeah. I don't know. When did we start working together? Three, four years ago? Uh, 2012. And where were you when you signed up for the first coaching program? I was in my first location and um, I moved into my first location out of the salon that I was renting space in, in August of 2012. So um, when I learned about you, Lori, it was actually through Facebook and um, I had just hired my first assistant. She came on board in October of 2012. And I just felt like when you are going to have someone working with you, you really have to be a strong leader. So I wanted to see what there was out there that I could get to help me to help her. And I just did, you know, some looking around and then I, I saw your picture on Facebook on the, um, the right hand column. And it said the esthetician mentor. And I said, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I clicked on and I checked it out. And I believe the first um, program that I invested in with you was the entrepreneurial esthetician program. I remember that one. I had fun creating that one. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. It was very helpful. Is that assistant still with you? She is. She is amazing, truly a blessing. She is the best assistant that I could ever, you know, imagine in having. When you say assistant, tell me what her job duties include. Well, um, when I say assistant, she is a full-fledged esthetician. She has a lot of clients. She actually works on more clients hands-on than I even do. 
and she does amazing work. We specialize in eyelash extensions at my um, business, Carolina Eye Candy, and she does my lashes, and <laughs> I wouldn't trust anyone else to do them, but she um, she's a full-fledged esthetician, but because, you know, she works for the company. I just call her my assistant, but she's she's amazing. So what kind of support do you have in your life outside the business? Because with your husband being gone and being busy with three locations, I think women, we, we believe somehow in some way that we have to do everything ourselves. Right. Where have you given up some of your responsibility and brought in support? (laughs) Um, delegation. I learned a lot of that from you. Um, I used to spend a ton of time trying to keep my house together. And, you know, like you stated with my husband being away, it's just too much. I can't, run a thriving business and then keep my house together. And I just kind of got tired of coming home to everything just being, you know, shambles. So I have, um, I have a cleaning service that comes every two weeks. I look forward to when I come home and, you know, everything is just neat and tidy. Um, I have my, um, I have a local, you know, business coach that I check in with once a month that kind of helps me because having three locations, it's not easy. So, um, I do have a business coach. My mother, she lives in North Charleston, which is about 20 minutes away from Somerville. I talk to her every day on the phone, at least, you know, once a day, she is, um, my rock. And, um, so, you know, having my mom here, it, it really does help a great deal, but, Um, I also have a beauty administrator in my business that helps with everything else because dealing with the phones, scheduling and rescheduling, checking out clients, explaining services that I didn't even realize takes up so much time until I brought her on. And I'm just so glad that I did that. I couldn't afford not to have her. Let's talk about that a little bit. A beauty administrator. What are her duties including? How'd you find her? Actually, Craigslist. <laughs> I um, what what happened? Um, one day I decided that I got sick of having the voicemails and then returning calls and either not getting a response when I call back or when they answer the phone. They say, "Oh, thanks for calling, but I've already you know spoken with someone that can help me." I felt like I was losing business, so I got um, an answering service. And it was a nightmare. I thought it was great at first, but they were overcharging me. And I ended up paying about $700 one month for an answering service. And then when I broke it down, I said, well, you know, if I can afford to do that, then I can afford to bring someone in the business to help with the phones. And so initially, that's really what I just wanted her to do was answer the phones. But she is amazing. She knows all of the services. When clients call in and they're inquiring about eyelash services, she can just really break things down for them and explain what they would be getting if they chose this service over this service. But she also um, calls to confirm appointments. She will, you know, give the directions. We send directions to our clients, um, you know, when they're coming in for the first time. So she sends it either via text or email. She's checking the clients out. Um, she, I mean, she's just doing everything that I just really don't have the time to do in the business. 
Do, do you have her in there 40 hours a week? She works um, Tuesday. We're, we're open Tuesday through Saturday. So she's there Tuesday through Friday from 9 a.m. until 6. And then on Saturday, she's there from 9 to 5. So it's a regular you know, job for her. And, she's and on, I have her on salary. That's what I was going to ask. Salary or do you pay her hourly? I started hourly and she just does a really great job for me. And I said, you know what, I'm, I just said, I'm going to give you a little raise and I put her on salary and she's doing great. She actually just had a baby in June and she came back in four weeks. She actually sent me a text the week before and she said, my doctor says everything's great. I wanted to know if it's okay if I can come back to work next week. And I said, um, are you sure? <laughs> it's only going to be about four weeks. And she said, yeah, I'm excited about coming back to work. So well, that she, shows you know, you're a good leader and a good employer, which is hard to come by sometimes in this industry, I think. Very. <laughs> I know when I hired my first business manager, because I had so much going on with my spa and my coaching business and now the podcast, it was so scary to commit to that and to feel responsible for paying somebody else in such a structured way. Did you go through that at all? Absolutely. I was terrified because with my um, estheticians, their commission plus tips. And if they don't have anyone on the schedule, I don't require that they come in. So really they're, they're really, you know, getting paid for the services that they provide. Whereas with, um, you know, my beauty administrator, I'm paying her whether I make money or not. I mean, thankfully we are, but that was extremely scary because, you know, the thoughts come up, well, what if I have a really slow week? Um, you know, what am I going to do? But yeah. I remember saying that to my business coach at the time, what the heck, what if I can't pay her? And she's like, some weeks you're going to make that money and some weeks you're not. You have to be smart with your money right. when you own a business. And I go, oh, light bulb goes off. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to make a million every week to pay somebody. You need to be smart with your money and budget it and know what to expect. Exactly. And I love that name, beauty administrator. I love it. Did, how'd you come up with that? Honestly, um, I just didn't want it to sound so office-like. So she administrates the business. We're in the business of beauty, beauty administrator. And I just said, that's what you are. <laughs> I love it. Very cute. Thank you. So I want to talk a little bit about eyelash extensions because there it was the one thing I let go of when I started to get so busy. And this is what we have to do when we get busy and overwhelmed. Look at what's working in your life, what you love doing, and then look at what you can remove. And it's okay to remove things. I can't handle doing eyelash extensions and I admire anyone who can. <laughs> How do you do it all day long? I just love it. I, I really don't know. I love eyelashes. I started in 2008. And I mean, I hit the ground running and I, I just, I, to date, I've probably put eyelashes on well over 700 women. And, um, and these are all different people. It's, you know, but I just love doing it. I really, you know, understand where you're coming from because I have a lot of clients that are in the beauty business that hate <laughs> eyelashes and they come in to get theirs done and they send clients all the time because they said, this is just not something that I can do, but I just really love it. How long does it take you to put a full set on? Um, I've been doing it so long. I'm really, really quick. I had a new client on Tuesday and we put 
I will, I put 105 lashes on each eye in less than an hour. Whereas years ago, that would have taken me about four hours to do. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? That's a perfect example of practice makes perfect. I think in this industry, some of the people I've coached are like, I don't want to be repetitive. Are you teaching the same thing? Do we have to do the same thing? And repetitiveness is a gift. There's power in it. If you've taken a skill set from four hours down to one hour, Mm-hmm. And you probably can charge more for it now. Right. Because you're so fast and you're so good at it. Oh, definitely. I charge what I'm worth, I feel. And, um, you know, many years ago, I definitely wouldn't have had the gall to charge $350 or $400 for, you know, a full set of eyelashes back then. You know, I was lucky to get someone on the table to let me play over their eyes with some tweezers. So, right. <laughs> yeah. So, I want to ask you that when I decided to give up eyelash extensions, the real pivotal moment for me where I go, I'm done was I had this woman come in and I had a really, what I felt like was a thorough consultation with her. Mm -hmm. I spent an hour and a half doing her eyelashes based on what she told me she wanted. And I took her little, you know, I guard things off and she looked at him and she's like, I hate them. They're too long. I want them off. And I felt like I could not get that consultation right. I couldn't get a vision of what these people wanted. I always had a different idea. And I'm a good communicator, I feel. So tell me how important that consultation is and how you make sure it's effective and you guys are both on the same page, you and the client. Oh, we require a consultation for eyelashes for any new client. And we really just um, have to let them know because if you're, you know, 55 and you're bringing in a picture of Kim Kardashian with two strips of, you know, eyelash strips on each eye. And you say, I want my eyes to look like that. (laughs) We can't give you that look, but, um, we're just really, you know, thorough with them. We go through, you know, what we can achieve based on the services that we offer, we, you know, go through the different lengths of the eyelashes that we have, the different curls of the extensions, the thicknesses of the extensions that we have. And, you know, of course, you know, in this industry and with anything, you will have some people that aren't, you know, going to be pleased or happy. But for the most part, um, our success rate with, um, you know, how we do this is extremely high. And um, do you have a book of pictures that you show on before? Yes, we do have a book of pictures, but we also, you know, let them know everyone's eyes are different. Everyone's eyelashes are different. And we can give you the number of extensions for the set because we, well, the way I've um, structured my services for the eyelashes is I've given them all names. So for instance, the sexy lashes set, you get 65 individual lashes on each eye. So we say, you know, we can give you the number of extensions, but we can't say that your eyes are going to look exactly like this picture. So don't, you know, um, feel like if you look in the mirror and they don't look like Samantha's, then, you know, we didn't do what you asked us to do. So when we give them those, you know, guidelines, they definitely um, understand. And then before and after pictures just for the client is extremely important because we want to let them see for themselves the transition because it's different when you're looking at a before picture and an after picture as opposed to just getting the service done and then looking in the mirror and saying, oh, well, I don't really see anything different. When we show them the pictures, they say, oh, wow, I didn't realize how short my lashes were or, you know, things like that. 
different views too. I know when you can snap a shot with somebody behind them with their eyes closed, they can really see what those lashes look like. Oh, yes. <laughs> so you've gotten it down to a fine-tuned system. What is your most popular request? Honestly, the most popular is just really, really full. We have a service that's um, called Volume Lash Extensions. It was actually originated in Russia. And I got certified in this back in 2013. And um, we were the first to do it here in South Carolina. But we have so many clients transitioning over to the Volume Lash Extensions now because we're able to give them the fullness that they're looking for, but still in turn, their um, lashes look really natural. They don't look like, you know, eyelash strips, but they also look fuller than we can give them with the individual semi-permanent eyelash extensions. But these are just thinner eyelash extensions. And because they're so much thinner, we're able to add more than one to one natural lash. I've seen them applied at a trade show and it's beautiful. So would you say... That's the most trending thing in the eyelash world right now, or the new, what is it, volume lashes? Yes, it is. And it was created in Russia? hmm Okay, one more question about lashes, and then I want to get back to your sure. biz. Um, what, what, what's the, the trend with the glues? Because I get asked this question all the time, and I know nothing about lashes anymore. I've really stepped aw- right away from that world. Right. Well, um, the adhesives are still um, cyanoacrylate-based. And what that does is the adhesive that is used, it's the same type that is used for sutureless wound closures by surgeons. And this adhesive doesn't dry, it cures, meaning the um, outside creates a shell around it. And that takes time. So the um, curing of the adhesive normally takes about 24 to 48 hours. But what we do at Carolina Eye Candy is we use this um, apparatus. It's called a nano mister. And the concept is we use this. It it emits a very fine mist. And we just um, do this all over the client's lashes after we have finished putting the eyelash extensions on. And what this does is it helps to cure the adhesive a little faster. So in about four to six hours, if the clients get their eyelashes wet by chance, it won't cause their nap. It won't cause the extensions to come, you know, falling off or shedding. Whereas years ago, we, we would say wait 24 to 48 hours before getting your eyelashes wet. So now is this, does this make them less crusty? Cause I had them on once and I felt like a crusty on my eyelashes when it cures is it a softer type feel on the eyes exactly yes. okay so where did you learn about this nano mister and where do you get it because if I don't ask you this you're going to get 600 emails <laughs> um, um well I learned about it back in um 2013 actually when I began doing the volume lash extensions in October 2013 but you can order them online they have them at um stores. Well, actually stores on eBay sell them now. So you can just type in nano mister on eBay and you can find them there. Awesome. Well, thank you. That was fun talking about eyelash extensions. Like I said, I'm so removed from that world. And I know they really help a lot of people get busy and build an amazing beauty biz. Oh, yes. So I want to talk about you're doing a lot of things. You're doing a lot of things right. As a matter of fact, you had a little bit of an an emotional, I don't know what to call it. You got emotional at the event. Yeah, I 
it was really a reflection. I was so surprised when I saw it was a testimony that I put up, um, you know, on one of your boards um, some years ago. And just seeing that and reading it, it just brought me back, actually, not even to that moment, but well before that time when I struggled and went through all the hoops and hurdles to get to that point. And I just really felt it. I have um, worked really hard in my business and I didn't give up. And I'm just, when I saw that, I was just saying, I'm just so thankful that I didn't give up. She's just for you guys listening. And she's talking about something she posted on one of my Facebook groups several years ago about how she was reaching her goals and actually exceeding her goals and how you turned a $10 appointment into a $300 appointment. And I don't, I I know you enough to know that you don't honor your achievements as much as I feel you should. So I think oh. that was a powerful moment for you. You really were honoring your success. Thank you. I just really felt it. It was just, it was really real. I don't, I don't even know how else to put it, but it was a real moment. And I was just floored that it was, you know, up there and it just brought me back to that place. And I'm just so very grateful for it. Yes. Well, you work hard, you show up, you hold yourself accountable. And I want to talk about, because sometimes when people see a successful business owner like yourself, they think life is perfect. Will you talk about, just share one of your biggest challenges in business? Like what, what do you really have to power through or what, what could have stopped you? Wow. Um, you know, I think my biggest challenge has been the, I don't want to say the competition because I really just focus on what I'm doing. But like you said, when people see someone that they deem as being successful, sometimes you have people that aren't really happy for you. And yeah, I know here locally, I have experienced some assaults, but I never let it stop me. I have um, had friends that I thought, you know, were friends that saw the success, just see it. I don't talk about it much, but when they see things happening, they're not really happy for you. So, you know, you hear things in because the beauty business is really small. The, the industry is really small. And that has been challenging for me because I'm extremely sensitive and <laughs> when I would want to go in a corner and cry and say, I can't do this anymore, it's hurt so much, um, I had to pick myself up, stand on you know, my faith. My grandmother, she instilled that in me a long time ago, that no matter what people say or no matter what people do, you have to look in the mirror and say that I am good enough and I'm strong enough to do whatever I want to do. And I just had to keep moving forward. And that may sound cliche, but until you go through that, you really don't know until you get that experience and you have to make the decision to pick yourself up and keep moving forward. And that is um, something that's been really challenging for me, but I have grown so much from it. Even my um, esthetician that's been working with me the longest, she's, you know, seen you know, things locally that have just not been, you know, very nice. And she said, wow, I don't know why people do things like that. And I said, well, honestly, when people are focused on 
money and, you know, their businesses, sometimes they may do things that aren't really nice, but we just have to continue to move forward. And, you know, the blessings just keep coming to the business because I bless them instead of, you know, trying to come back. Bless instead of bash. Exactly. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. I've gone through a little bit of that myself and something that I remember and I keep revisiting when I feel challenged in that area is nobody can steal your energy. Absolutely. People will be drawn to different people for different reasons. And it's really the energy and the vibration you put out there. And I always remind myself, nobody can steal my energy. They can steal my verbiage online. They can say things about my business that I don't feel are true, but they can't steal who I am and how I show up. That's, that is so true. I have a business where, you know, my staff are employees. So I never did the booth rental type of business. It just didn't, it just wasn't my vision. And I allowed someone to, you know, rent space within my business. And then when it didn't work out and she left, she actually did what you just said. She stole the services that I made up names for and put them on her website. And yeah, but I said, I'm not going to, you know, follow that up. I sent her flowers. I said, I wish you well in your new location. I just could not, you know, focus on that. I had to keep moving forward. Yeah. I think a lot of us in this industry, because it's very saturated, it's very competitive. We've had to deal with this, the same type of challenge. So good for you for blessing and not bashing. I think that's powerful. Thank you. Something I've noticed about you, I'm not even sure if you're aware of this, is you really know exactly what you want and you're not afraid to go for it. Wow. <laughs> okay. I I don't think that's something that I've really recognized within myself. I wonder now, t- you'll have to email me and say, oh, it did pop up. <laughs> I knew what I wanted I and I went for it because not many people get out of school and just start on their own. Right. Not many people know that they want employees and not booth renters. That's kind of an easy way to go is just get people in there supporting you paying the rent and you cap out there. Trust me, I, that happens at my spa. So you really own it when you decide that you want it. And I think that's a powerful tool to becoming successful. It, it definitely is. Um, you know, I, I know what I'm passionate about. And so that definitely has helped me, you know, in this journey. So I am you know, going to look at it from that perspective now. It's awesome. And your hubby's coming home soon. You don't have to say exactly when, but I know we talked about it. Yeah. You've got to be super thrilled and excited. I am. I'm really excited. Um, It's always a little nerve wracking, you know, when he is coming home because you want to make sure everything's, you know, right for him at the home. And, you know, I'm spending more time out in the yard now and, (laughs) Some of the things I don't really enjoy, like gardening. I mean, it's it's okay, but I don't have a green thumb, so I get frustrated sometimes when the plants die and I'm having to replenish and replace. But yeah, he's coming home soon. Now I think that um, maybe you're going to end up putting him to work in your business somehow. <laughs> he <gets home. laughs> He'll be doing something cool in your beauty biz, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he needs to. <laughs> so I want to kind of. Just, we could end the call today with you maybe giving three of your best success tips to the listeners because you're doing it and you're doing it well and you're an inspiration to other to others. So what three things would you share? Like what three things have helped you become this successful? I would say never stop getting knowledge. I'm, um, I feel like I'm a student forever And I feel like when you stop knowing, you stop growing. 
And so you can never learn too much. It may not be something that you want to bring into your business, but even if it's on the business side or, you know, just never stop getting knowledge. That has truly helped me. And you really do. You've been to both of my live events, right? I have. And you have to travel across the country and leave your three locations to do this. So you practice what you preach. Yes, I do. So that's definitely number one for me. And um, the other would be don't compete with anyone but yourself. Just, you know, do your best to be a better you. So just look in the mirror and say, you know, that's who I'm competing with. I want to be better than the reflection that I see. And, you know, don't look around at what others are doing. Just focus on you and becoming a better you. I like that. Compete with yourself in a healthy way. You know, Sherry said it from stage at the event. I think she said, I like healthy competition and you can do that with yourself. It's powerful. Absolutely. And what would tip number three be? I would say invest in your success, um, mentoring and, you know, having a coach. That's really important, especially if you're going to lead others. And it doesn't mean that you have to have staff to lead others when you have clientele that's coming in you're leading them because they're coming to you as the expert. So investing in your success is crucial. It really is leadership. And we, sometimes I don't think we realize that we are leaders. You're right. Even to our clients. Mm -hmm. And it, when you invest in yourself this way, it gives you the confidence to really show up. And when you show up as a leader, people start to look at you as the go-to gal in your community. It eliminates your competition. Yes. Very cool. Well, I want to ask your permission and I'm putting you on the spot. Feel free to say no if you want, but could I use that picture of you having your emotional moment at the event to promo this podcast? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) It's up to you. I'll use a headshot. If you'd rather have that, you can email me later or you can think about it, but I just think it's such a beautiful photo of you owning all that you've achieved. Oh, thank you. And I said, you're a pretty crier. (laughs) If that were me, there'd be like some weird (laughs) face, facial expression and probably stuff coming out of my nose. But you look so beautiful in that photo to me. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Your photographer is amazing because she just caught me at a great time (laughs) because I didn't even know. (laughs) I didn't even know that was being taken. So, yeah, she's great. Honestly, (laughs) that's one of my favorite photos of the whole event. Because watching you feel that is why I stay up all night long working on these programs and these events. It makes a big difference. It really does. You're doing amazing with bringing a community of, you know, estheticians and beauty, you know, those lovers together. I just, I can't thank you enough for that. I saw great friendships through it as well. I saw you and Adina doing some heavy duty bonding at the event. I think you guys are friends for life. Yeah, definitely. Um, I didn't really get to meet her at the last live event. Both were, you know, amazing events, but it's just amazing what you've done with bringing us together. And I even said that to her. I said, if it wasn't for Lori, I probably would have never even have met, you know, you or Shelly or, you know, any of the other amazing women there. 
I always say when I start these live events, I'm never doing it again. But the other night, Jay and I went on date night and we got caught up in a business conversation and we planned this live event for next year that's going to be mind blowing. So I will expect to see you there with a party hat on. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) So what does today look like? Is today your day to organize? It's a Monday, your day to organize your business life or do you take some time to enjoy your outside business world? No, I work with clients Tuesday and Thursday through Saturday. So Mondays are actually the day, Mondays and Wednesdays actually are my business days. So I actually woke up at 4 a.m. and, you know, started my, you know, prayer meditation, getting my mind together. And then I worked out and then I started working on the business, you know, created some blogs and some e-newsletters. And yeah, I'm actually, I work on the business on Mondays and that's what I'm doing today. Kind of a nice day to work on your business. Cause for me, I know I have a fresh mind cause I really try to stay away from all things business on Sundays. So Mondays are a good yeah. day for me to show up and create what I need to do outside of the business to make it marketable. And I, agree. I think you have such a healthy approach to business. I love it. I love this interview. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for letting me use that picture because it's just so beautiful. <laughs> It makes me proud of you guys that are showing up and doing these amazing things in your world. Awesome. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to be a part of it. Thank you. And did you just have a birthday? Actually, I have one coming up. It's on the 25th. That's right. You're the day before me. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Oh, you're <laughs> August 25th, right? Yes. I'm August 26th. And I think I knew that, but I got, it was crazy at the event. I didn't even get to do a cheers with you, a happy birthday cheers at the party, but I will say happy birthday. Oh, thank you so much. I hope you're going to do something special for yourself. I'm going to try. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Elizabeth. I appreciate you being here. I'll let you get back to your business stuff. And again, just keep on doing what you're doing because even Brooke, the girl who did a lot of bios in my last coaching program said, you got to interview this Elizabeth. She is rocking it. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm flattered. She did a great job. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have an awesome day, Elizabeth. And I'm sure we'll catch up soon. Awesome. Thank you, Lori. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Beauty Biz Show. I hope this episode leaves you feeling inspired to live beautifully. If you'd like a copy of my free report, Six Simple Strategies to Generate a Dramatic Increase in Your Beauty Biz Income, and fill your appointment book with valuable clients, please visit www.lauricrete.com. Or if you'd like to book an appointment at my spa in Los Angeles, please visit www.thespa10.com. Thanks again for tuning in to the Beauty Biz Show.